I'm Andre, and you're listening to the RC After Hours podcast. It has been a while, and I figured that out when I discovered that my uh, microphone battery had corro- had actually corroded and uh, done a little damage to the uh, the overhead boom mic. Someone had left it on last time, I guess. Uh, I got to put a bigger light on it, or put one of those ready to flight the uh, fly. Uh, um, pull tabs so uh yes the podcast uh it's been a while uh, i've been busy uh busy in a professional sense doing a lot of creative work at work my real-time job so that's kind of sucked the the living energy out of me so it's been a while and uh i hope to do a podcast i hope to do flying earlier in november and even into october after the last show as i mentioned and it just it didn't it didn't happen there have been actually times where the batteries have been charged, the planes have been in the car, and I've just gotten up, and I know right away. I just don't feel like the flying. And I don't know if that's uh, the the COVID pandemic lifestyle that we've been going through. I know here up north in Canada, it's still a little bit more of a real thing. Uh, in the U.S., you guys seem to be doing a little better than us, so... I don't know, or maybe it's just me and just gotten into a, a rut and a routine. Uh, I think uh, that can happen. So this is episode 92. Uh, I will make it a big personal effort that it is not the last one of the year. I still want to do a year in review uh, towards the end of the year, and I have, will be taking some vacations, so I'll have some energy and I will get flying. But episode 92, and I've titled it, uh, Sims and skis, cause hey, when the weather gets really bad and you can't get out flying, you're either building, you're either playing in the Sims, or you're crazy enough and you're going out and you're flying uh, um, some winter aircraft. And so we've got snow. Uh, in the last couple of days, it snowed. Whether it sticks around or not, I don't know. But it's time to start getting out the skis and airplanes on floats and all those other you know winter ready aircraft and then the, the simulator part of it simulator part of it we'll be talking about you know your various sims and and uh, some other technology and some other wow factor equipment like vr so we'll see what happens um have my, is my video feed not nah, video feed it's just taking a hiccup whatever still rolling still recording and we'll keep going um i'm kind of wondering if my poor old computer is having some issues but hopefully it is still recording and it's just a hiccup but uh we'll see uh let me know on the comments if you're watching uh hey victor victor says pilots how you doing uh so yes it's been a while and i do want to jump into what I have been up to in the meantime and playing around and talk about some of the changes we're going to see. And I guess looking at my show notes and yes, I've taken show notes and yes, I've actually gone through. Uh, top of the list is the fact that earlier in the year, uh, earlier in the fall, so within the last month, a little buffer. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I, I saw that on this end. I don't know if it was computer related or whatever, but hopefully not. Uh Earlier in the year, and I'm going to see if I can pull up the web uh, page, and I should have it there. Look at that. Things are working beautifully. Earlier, uh, Horizon announced the acquisition of Real Flight. I always thought they owned it flat out, but I guess I was wrong. And that is, uh, it's, uh, yeah, they now have come out. and looks like they've gone to 9.5S, which is uh, Steam. So uh, that's how I have mine. Now, some of the people, some people won't like it. Some people do like flying in the RC. What I really enjoy, and I'm going to throw it in the show notes, is the fact that uh, the RC After Hours show actually has a very limited use Discord server, server channel. And it's kind of fun. Um, it looks like my stream is actually having a problem. So, uh, But we'll keep uh, pressing on. Uh, because <laughs> it's all about the podcast, the recording. Anyhow, back to flying Sims and uh, stream and uh, Discord. Uh, the real fun part is actually not just the flying, but connecting. And I learned that last year or the year before when we were really bottled down in, in the early days of the pandemic. And just connecting with the guys... And, you know, whether it's a flight simulator or uh, or the RC simulator. And I uh, actually went around and ordered that, uh, the Spectrum, there it is, the little W, uh, WS, 
2000, which is just basically a little receiver with a USB port on it and lets you hook into your flight simulator. What I like about 9.5S, and I think I'll be able to update my 9.5, um, is the fact that uh, looks like a good meteor Wi-Fi? Yeah, maybe it's you. Maybe it's uh, my my feed. Sorry, Andy. Um, maybe it's my channel or not my channel, my internet. But we'll keep plugging away. It's recording. We can watch it in post and fix it in post. Anyhow, back to the Sims. Uh, connecting with uh, connecting with friends online and doing that is probably one of the better uh experiences i've had recently uh, when you can't get out to see your friends and fly with them and everything like that we just got online we goofed around and i you know some of us are a little bit more serious with their sim flying and then other of us are you know modifying the aircraft and doing ridiculous speeds and everything but it's all about getting those giggles in and everything so uh, i kind of enjoy uh, the real flight because uh, some of the aircraft are pretty realistic and you know especially if you're a Horizon fan and you do fly something with Spectrum on it it's pretty useful uh, and there are tons of ways if you do like a USB mods and everything and plug that thing in you don't need the wireless but the wireless is kind of fun my only gripe with this little wireless module it's only got six channels and so like my DX9 I can't program aircraft that have more than, you know, uh, you know, if they have more than six channels on them, you know, I can't use my nine the way I would use in the real world. So, you know, we're, we're hoping, uh, maybe the next version will have a little bit more channels because I can't see why they would limit it to six, but I mean, it is basically a little S bus receiver, I suppose, and inside there with a USB dongle. So real flight, it looks like later on this month, uh, you'll be able to update your, uh, your client or your, your license, and then you'll be able to jump in and get some of those new models. I'm excited about the little T28 because I haven't flown one of those in such a long time. So it'd be kind of fun just to get my hands on, uh, on some of those updates. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that that works out. Uh, yeah, let's open. I'm just goofing with uh, the widget. Who knows? I haven't changed anything on the computer, but the computer is, it's been such a long time since I played in uh, doing a stream. Uh, so you have that simulator. And then of course we have um, Microsoft, uh, the Microsoft Flight Simulator, <laughs> which is great and fun. And uh, you know, Jeremy uh, passed me his uh, uh, flight controls and I had a good time with that. Actually, I end up flying more with that with my Xbox controller just because it's easier. The only thing that's not nice is the rudder isn't, there's no, there's no expo on the rudder. So it's like, it just full throws. So it gets a little weird. Uh, but uh, let's see if I can find good old Microsoft here in the web. I have it somewhere. There's so many windows open on it for this podcast right now. There we go. Um, Microsoft Flight Simulator has been a surprise and uh, you know you can fly with your buddies the same thing with the simulator and Pete from Horizon we were in Idaho flying through uh, some pretty uh, some pretty impressive uh, conditions with our cubs and everything and I just like the slow stuff I just get in there full flaps and we goof around now where is uh, solo cam I did something a little goofy and different, and this is the HP uh, Reverb V2 VR goggles. These bad boys highlight it just how old and poor and beat up my PC is, uh, unfortunately. Uh, and it's really too bad that uh, that it's not uh, really great, uh, a great experience. Uh, it's okay in the driving, but every, to explain what happens when your video card can't keep up. So you get into a good maneuver with the aircraft and you start moving around. And for me, the sensation is like, I guess it's a really good sensation of vertigo. And all of a sudden, um, in wings, yes, and I'll talk about wings here in a second. Um, when you get a good sense of vertigo, you almost feel like you're going to fall on a chair. And I haven't even had that flying FPV. So that's, it tells you how important the frame rate is. So it is highlighting just how bad the PC is. And this isn't a bad PC. It's a pretty good piece of kit, but it's it's starting to age. And video card prices, oh my goodness. Uh, Alex Zavada and I were talking about this. And Dave Mack gave me a lot of advice. And Alex plays with VR stuff as well. And they came on sale, and I just picked them up. So I'm hoping over the, over the long term... Um, 
that will improve, but it's probably a 2021, 22 kind of procurement. So, you know, VR is still really cool. I've been enjoying some some racing, some car racing every once in a while. Um, don't game a lot, and I try not to f too much time on the sim because there's just so much going on. And, uh, you know. Mm. So, back to the flying. Um, I am noticing the stream is having some issues. I do apologize for that. I'm not sure 100% why. Uh, obviously the bandwidth could be having some kind of impact, but we'll keep plugging away. Um, yes, so the next one was just mentioned, Wings, uh, and that came out. We've got to get Dave on the show. Uh, let's see. Uh-oh, I think I just dumped Wings off my, uh, off my list here. Go figure. Good thing. They have a really distinct name. Kitchen Sink. Games. So, Wing Simulator. This is cool. I have to reinstall it. I was doing some updates on my machine and I bumped it off. It's fun. Um, it's, it's Again, you can plug your, your remote into it and you can have all kinds of fun. And they keep updating it. Multiplayer, Discord channel, everything you're looking for in a flight simulator uh, is kind of there. So it's, it's really neat to see. And why not support something that is local uh so uh <laughs> i think um I, I don't know if vr works on this one i'll have to play with it and find out uh, i'm just looking over the show notes as we go from from different people um but give a shot to wings give a shout out to these guys i want to get dave on the show we had talked earlier in the month and i just uh, i haven't been able to link anybody or, or not link just just find the time to do it correctly but check them out and uh, have a look at this application because it's not overly expensive. I don't think it puts too much demand on the machine and they're continuously updating and adding aircraft. Uh, the most recent one is they, they put in uh, Spawns' Bloody Baron or, or, or Bloody Wonder or whatever it was. And it just keeps getting good. You can fly it, you know, Edgewater and so on and just have a ton of fun. So it's in, in the wings and the twin props and it's all FPV based and you can hit the gates and it's just good, good, good fun. So check out Wings from uh, Kitchen Sink. Uh, I will put all the links in the show notes, uh, which is off the Google page if you so desire. If not, they'll be included in the end result broadcast. Uh, so moving on to the next simulator. And I'm going to close a few windows down because there's so many open. I have not tried uh, DCS yet. And that's Digital Combat Simulator World. I've not tried this one yet. Again, David Mack and I have been chatting a lot. And he says the Spitfire um, plugin for this thing. And it's a purchase game. The Spitfire one is insane, apparently. A uh, real lot of attention to details and realism. So, um, depends on what you want to do and what you want to fly, right? Uh, I think uh, DSC, yeah, DCS, sorry, is more Warbird based, where uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator is more civilian based, but it's, you know, they have F 18s in there and they've got a couple other uh, Hawk jets and stuff like that. So it all depends on, on what you're interested in. But, uh, you know, Spitfire and stuff like that looks pretty darn cool. I'm not going to spend too much time on it because I really haven't played with it. And again, I think I've got, uh, well, I, have, I haven't logged into the Discord channel on, on this computer in a bit, but the nice thing I learned is with the VR setup, um, apparently it's got a microphone built into it. So, hey, one more piece, so you, you know, your immersion. I will say one thing about, uh, one gripe about the, uh, <laughs> the VR experience. When you're in there, oh boy, you're in there. And what I noticed was I was getting messages from the family and everything, you know, dinner's ready kind of thing. And I'm like, I wish there was an app that took all my, you know, um, phone communications and, and put it inside the VR world. So if someone does ping me, it just shows up in the little bottom thing. Just make the whole experience a little easier. Woo! That's quite the start to the show. So, as I said, episode 92 is uh, titled Sims and Skis. So I think that covers off the uh, the sim world pretty quickly. Uh, and it's it's always a, a struggle when, when, you know, we're going into winter so fast. And it didn't, it didn't feel like it was going to hit. 
I'm just adjusting stuff so I can monitor the stream here and monitor the chat. Um, and I wasn't, I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> we shoveled today, uh, and I'm still not ready for that. So uh, let's see, where is the chat? Web both chat. There we go. Hi guys. Uh, a few, a few people listening and watching right now while I ramble on and try and make a podcast. Um, so I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for winter. I have very few aircraft that are set up. But as I was going through and picking out things, so things like the Skipper, if that's just like a natural winter flying aircraft ready to go, the uh, the mini um, the mini UMX uh, Tundra, not Tundra, Timber, um, and and that had me thinking because last year was my first experience flying an aircraft with. Uh, skis and then switching over to floats and i came back and my perspective is on floats it flies great it handles the snow really well but they're a royal pain to store in the sense that most of the time um you know if you want to i like sticking my cubs up vertically when i park them and that means and even like over here the you know the uh the other high wing uh, the 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 Durafly uh, Timber or Tundra, man, whew, the Tundra, uh, it, it hangs up there, right? And with the floats on, I can't do the same. And I noticed after the last impact I had with the poor little Timber, I broke the floats because the impact point obviously is the floats ahead. So I'm kind of like, unless you can store the aircraft flat on the ground and everything, you're better off going with skis because I just find a ski setup on an airplane more flexible. Now, what's the drawback to flying skis, you say? Uh, from my experience, if you're flying in like a park or something or any kind of ruts or footprints into the snow, oh, you're doomed because <laughs> that poor aircraft will, um, will you know, jump into the, to the, um, will dive in and, and hit all those ruts and everything and you'll just get the aircraft stuck and everything and beached and go and have to get it. The other issue too that I've learned from, from previous experiences like with the Pawnee is if you're on skis and the aircraft kind of, you know, the AS3X arms when you're, you're doing anything, I've had it where I've taken off and the airplane's kind of flying crooked because for whatever reason on that takeoff, it, it armed uneven sitting on the ground, right? Because of the snow. And, and I've had that experience where I've landed, reset the aircraft, took off again, and it was fine. So still my preferences are skis and those are Dubros and I'm gonna fly more ski flying this year. Um, put the skis on, I think my winter go-to twin will definitely be the, uh, the Avios Bush Mule. Um, I haven't tried the EC1500. It does have skis, but I've got a feeling that they're not, because they're not sprung and everything and they don't pop up, they won't be as responsive. But I still need to try that because those ones just pop on and you leave the wheels in place. So someone was thinking when they designed it. So coming, it's coming. Um, the other element <laughs> to winter flying that I'll mention, transmitter mitt. Um, no one is making these right now. I do have a few of my own and I like this. This is the Turnigy, the old big one, but I also have the uh, the boy shorts. Um, but nobody is making new transmitter mitts. None that I know of. So if you know of anybody, drop that into the show comments for the other people because I've had that question before about, you know, what is better. And let me know what you think about the whole skis versus floats versus like, a, uh, you know, a plane that's you know, almost basically a water plane, which uh, probably does really well off the snow. So um, leave a comment, leave, a, leave your impressions. Tell me what you fly in the winter uh, and let me know if you want me to go more in depth talking about winter flying. Uh, <laughs> other people are probably doing more winter flying than I am right now, but boy, I have no choice. I gotta get back into it and I need to fly because uh, it's been it's been a while and I, uh, I miss it and uh, I should be doing it, so. All right. What else do I have on these show notes? I want to get into the whole bunch of aircraft that have been released um, since the last episode. And there are quite a few. Um, it seems like we're slow. I think we're... <laughs> the effects of the pandemic and everything and how stuff has been rolling out has been impacting uh, what we're seeing coming out, but we get these little waves of, of new aircrafts and it goes and bursts and everything. So we'll see. And uh, let me know if uh, you guys are thinking you're getting anything under the tree. I, I, I've been naughty, so I don't think I'll get a plane under the tree this year. <laughs> All right, enough of me joking around. Let's 
talk about some of the new aircraft that uh, have come out from Horizon first. And let me switch over to full boom. Um, this is the uh, <laughs> P-47, the Thunderbolt P-47 from Hangar 9. And this is not the first plug and play. I probably got the order wrong because I know they did the stick earlier. Um, and this is kind of interesting. Uh, I wasn't expecting it. I want to see one in person too to see what it looks like, but it looks like a decent aircraft for the price too. So 58.4 inch wingspan. So kind of weird, kind of different. Uh, and 500 US dollars. I'm not sure what that is in, in uh, you know, Canuck dollars right now. I have to go look at great hobbies. Um, but it doesn't look half bad. Uh, it, uh, I think it's more of a sport flyer from what I saw in the videos and everything, but spec-wise, let me have a look at the specs and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll discuss this bad boy. Uh, let's see. So, uh, fun scale. This is what they're calling a fun scale P47 Thunderbolt plug and play spectrum, uh, 60 amp ESC, smart ESC. So everything is starting to go with that one. 600 kV brushless motor, 14 by 12 inch prop, that's wood prop, wood electric prop. Uh, it's got a four spectrum, um, 39 gram digital servos, main gear retracts, one user manual. So you have to drop in your own six channel receiver and it is a 4S, uh, 4S to 6S, 4,000 to 5,000 milliamp system so not too bad it's and you have to down prop if you go 6s which makes sense 12 by 8 prop uh versus the uh 14 by 12 on the 4s so uh, it'll be interesting to see how this aircraft goes it probably is really fun on um it probably is a lot of fun on 4s probably very scale but i've been on 6s it just rocks around so all right the next one and as i mentioned from Hangar 9 was the stick. Yeah, and this was kind of their shot across uh, at, you know, producing some plug-and-play uh, balsa aircraft, uh, which is kind of neat. You get something out of the box. Again, 550 US dollars. Uh, I'd probably go with the P-47, personally, so <laughs> uh, it looks it looks pretty neat, but I, I've never... Well, I've flown, sorry, something similar to a stick uh, from the... Um, uh, the, some of the ones there from Buddy RC and OMP. Uh, so probably a nice little six-ass bird. What do we got? What do we got? It is. It has, well, let's see. It's got a BL, uh, 50 BL motor brushless, uh, 13 by 8 electric prop. That's APC, 60 amp ESC, and we'll fly off a 6S, 32 to 5,000, 5,000 battery. And obviously, you have to add your own six channel receiver because it probably has six, uh, it does have six servos, six 20 gram Metal Gear servos. So that means it does have flaps. So that's pretty nice. I bet, again, you could prop that thing differently and fly it off 4S if you so desire. Sticks are kind of cool. I mean, they're they're pretty basic aircraft. There's nothing to, you know, it's a practical aircraft. What, what you can say, you know, you can do almost anything with it. You can definitely train. You can fly it in the winter, put it on floats, put it on skis, and it kind of, you know, uh, poor Holly making that airplane look huge. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. That's all we needed, a Horizon guy popping on the show. Uh, Pete, I need you to come back on the podcast, too, so we can talk about everything you've been doing. All right, what was I looking for? I was looking for, oh, yeah, here's uh, here's Allie. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. That's a great comment. Um, there we go. Hit a button, get it right. Perfect. So, uh, nice, nice looking aircraft, kind of interesting, and uh, I want to actually see, and let me know, again, comments. I'm looking for feedback. I'm looking for interaction from everybody. Um, are you guys interested in the plug-and-play aircraft? Are you uh, a balsa? Because I have to admit, I'm not a builder. Uh, I will play in foam board uh, and hot glue and everything, but... 
I don't think I'm much of a glue balsa wood kind of guy. I'm a and I'm an assembler. I can assemble an airplane really nicely and really efficiently, but so so this is you know and and I mentioned it last show when I reviewed those OMP airplanes. You know if you were looking for um, balsa aircraft experience at a good price, those are fantastic. So for people who don't want to be shipping and want to support their local shop, there's two new balsa aircraft uh, for you to uh, to enjoy and, and plug and play and just go. And and the nice thing about plug and play too is if you're not you know if you're not equipped with a Spectrum receiver uh, and Spectrum remote setup, you can just go and you can buy. And if you don't want to modify that ESC to maintain your warranty, you put it on a little adapter and off you go your ec5 or ic5 to xd30 xd90 whatever you want to do so you don't have to snip the connector if you don't want to do any soldering right you just put that on after the warranty's done you do that that's what i do anyhow all right moving on surprise surprise it's another horizon aircraft <laughs> boy oh boy oh boy um haboo so i guess it was time for a bigger haboo and I like the yellow, uh, and and that that Hangar Nine uh, uh, Ultra uh, in yellow is is another attractive aircraft. But uh, here we go with the Habu again, a, a jet, another EDF without retracts. But um, you know, I guess it's got its place if you're looking for an entry level aircraft and it's not overly expensive, and you know it looks pretty cool, and you can have a little bit of fun. Why not? So spec-wise on this bad boy, uh, it's got a 70 amp ESC. It's got the built-in six channels. So it's a bind-to-fly aircraft. So you need a 4S to 6S, uh, 3200 to 4000, and obviously a transmitter that will bind with your Spectrum receiver. And it's got an IC3 or IC5, depending, and adapter, and so on and so on. Uh, and you obviously need a LiPo charger and so forth. Uh, let's see if I can find the specs and tell you how. Uh, Spectrum's Horizons website changed. The old site was more intuitive. Anyhow, uh, it looks like a nice... I would almost I would almost say if you were looking for a lightweight aircraft, uh, and Andy Chase says this one is on his shopping list is this are you talking about the jet andy or the ultra um 4s i would almost go and say this was a good entry level and you know like jets um i like my retracts i still still say i like my retracts but i like the habu it looks like a nice fun fun aircraft so yeah it's hard to say uh obviously you can ditch the retrack or the the gear and just go non and uh and get away with that but then you gotta throw it and i've thrown enough jets poorly to not want to throw anything uh like that so hard to say hard to say all right moving on to the next one uh and again let me know in the comments let me know in the uh the post uh what you guys think about uh a 4s or 6s edf jet that doesn't have retracts and you know your entry level jet your trainer jet for 300 bucks Okay, so the next one. <sighs> the Avios <sighs> Albatross. <laughs> you know, I'm sighing because I want to fly this aircraft. I want to see how the Albatross does in the um, winter conditions. Uh, I have a feeling that I would absolutely love this airplane. Um, because it's got the performance, uh, the Bushmill V2 actually uses all the prop and the power system off this thing. But this thing in the snow must be an absolute treat. Total treat. I mean, I probably would never fly it off water, but I would love to try it. Uh, there's a great shot. Uh, if you watch the Hobby King video of Stuart going into the water to, uh, to pick it up and retrieve it. So, <laughs> you know... Uh, it would be a treat. It would be an absolute treat. I've, I've considered it, but the shipping and everything. So it will wait. Plus, I have a ton of winter airplanes I'm going to be able to fly. RSFPV says, hello, Andre. How you doing? Uh, welcome to the show. Um, we're having some fun this evening. But uh, And Andy's replying back saying, the haboo. So he would either fly it on 6S. Ooh, Andy, you going to jump in and get some 6S packs? 
that'd be cool um or uh, just stick with the four so back to the uh the big beautiful albatross uh let's see what they say for specs uh this is v2 so they've done some updates they've changed it up they've changed the color scheme and everything to try and lighten it up and everything gotta say it looks cool it would look even better if it was in an, like an rcaf i'm biased right you know if it had an rcaf look and everything and scheme i think it would look absolutely stunning and it is a 4s ship uh you can actually it says it will fly off a 3s uh 5000 which is interesting. I've never flown my Bushmule off um, 3S yet, but I should try it one day, I suppose. But I have the 4S's, and it's a hoot off 4S because you get all that power. Obviously, you want a 4S 4000 or 5000 according to the specs. Uh, I'm just moving this window around so I can read it. Yes, so designed for three to 4,000, but you can fly scale off uh, 4S to 5,000, 3S. There we go, more scale look. So it would punch around a little bit, but it still would be super cool. But uh, you know, again, it would be neat. And why do I think this would be a really cool uh, snow plane? Those pontoons, um, very much like the flight test sea duck, I guess, you know, but uh, it would uh, it would probably handle uh, some of those conditions. I would be tempted to laminate that bottom or put some kind of plastic sheeting on the bottom because some of the cruncher ice situations could get a little dicey, right? So, dicey, icy. All right, moving on. This one popped up on the social media uh, earlier this week. Uh, and was like, okay. So from Banana Hobby, it's the twin 64 millimeter MiG-25. Yes, the Fox bat. Finally, from what I can tell from reading their stuff, it looks like it's an FMS jet they've, that they've commissioned. But wow, a Fox bat. So um, I've left all the uh, the links there for the social media so you can look at it. <laughs> the thing looks beastly. Uh, it looks like a big monster ship, and I'm sure it will go like crazy. It's a 6S ship. Uh, I'm just moving some windows around so I can read the notes. Uh, but a twin 64, which isn't bad. Uh, the gray might be a little challenging. It might disappear, but who knows? It's hard to say. But it looks... Oh, something about the... Something about the Russian jets, and particularly like the MiG-25, if you know the story about this thing, you know, the, the U.S. media at the time thought it was this amazing high-tech monster of an aircraft, when really it was a huge, steel, heavy, sluggish machine with limited capacity. Go like stink for a couple seconds, a couple of minutes, and then, you know, then it needed to be serviced. But the, what was it? The original power plant was designed to be removable and swapped in new ones real fast. I mean, so some levels of uh, ingenuity and, and and you know just just grunt but it wasn't the uh, you know advanced fighter that, that that the world thought it was going to be but it looks cool as a model um gotta admit it looks kind of neat and something about these 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 russian migs uh i always seem to uh to gravitate towards so who knows down the road if i see one in person it might be kind of cool all right uh, so yeah, nothing on the Banana Hobby site yet. It's a blitz, I believe, from from my from reading, uh, and it's you know it's uh, twin sixty four. So check out their site. I'm sure there'll be details coming up in time. Uh, again, that was from Banana Hobby. All right, next from Motion, we have. Oop, don't want to zoom in. Why is it zooming? Oh god, seventy millimeter sport jet. Uh, again, it seems like a lot of these. Uh, you know, toss and boss kind of go jet. Uh, you know, $260 US, $259. A uh, little white 4S jet, I think it was. Yeah, 4S, 70 mil. So not too bad. Uh, it does have gear. Uh, and, and or you can do an under toss. Actually, sorry, it does have retract. And it takes a 4S, 5000. So as illustrated in the photo. So it's, your, it's a little bit more advanced. Uh, Andy, you may want to... Look at this aircraft instead, because it does have retracts and 4S, which is probably a little bit more economical. I kind of still like the idea of a decent 4S warm-up jet. In my case, I have the Yak, 
the Yak 130 from FMS version 1. And that's kind of my 6S warm-up jet. And the reason that came in the fleet is because I had the 3300s, uh, which I, 6S 3300s, which I flew off the, uh, to lighten up the, uh, the Grand Tundra, right? And so having that, uh, uh, you know, it, it that's my warm-up jet. Now, mind you, I've had a stall, a pretty vicious stall, but that was my own pilot error kind of thing. So I still think if you are if you enjoy flying EDFs, there's nothing wrong with a good 4S jet, particularly if it handles well. So um, by all means, check this one out. And I haven't said that about a Motion RC aircraft in a while, have I? So, uh, you know, it should be a pretty decent little breast. Uh, again, it's got a 20, 20, 2550 kV brushless uh, outrunner, 12 blades, so it should sound nice. Pre-installed electronic retracts uh, with steel uh, wires. I'm sure they sell an upgrade if you want to put a little bit more weight onto it. And um, yeah, 12 blades, 60 amp ESC, 9 gram metal servos, retracts, yada yada yada. Decal set. So have some fun. Put a success. Uh, put a sorry six channel receiver into it and, and go for it. All right, next one. And again, from Freewing. Ah, we've talked about this airplane before. Um, this is. Their uh, their hawk, uh, not their hawk. Uh, there we go. Yes, goshawk. High performance ninety. So they've lightened it. They've simplified it from from everything I listened to on the on the video from from motion. Uh, they basically got rid of the leading edge slats, as you can see. As I hey, the hover over works on the photo, so it makes it useful. They got rid of that. That lightened up the wing load and everything. So the aircraft is light. I think everybody, you know, if you like the Hawk style aircraft, there's nothing wrong with this color scheme as well. This is very visual. It's nice to track. It looks great. And again, what is this? Uh, it's out of stock, of course, because it's probably you know another load coming overseas. Uh, but 600 US dollars. And you will want a, it's got a 130 amp ESC with an 8 amp back, so it's pretty well uh, established. Uh, do, do, do. I'm just trying to figure out what battery it has to fly off. 6S 5000 to 6000, so there you go. Pretty good specs. And again, looks fantastic. And let's see, what are some of the comments coming in right now? So TNRC Pilot, have you seen the X-Fly Twin Nova Banana Hobbies or, or uh, BitGo Hobby? Yes, I've seen some of those uh, and I'm keeping my eye on the X-Fly uh, uh, um, social media just to see what they're coming up with because it looks kind of neat. So, woo. Uh, Andy Chase says, going to fly off a grass field. I think the fixed gear might be a better setup. Potentially. Nice thing about the retracts is if you run into trouble, you can just belly land it and not catch anything. So try it out, Andy. Who knows? And let me know what you pick up. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious. And Andy and I chat, talk often. Okay. Now, this week, look, look, from Horizon. Like I said, Horizon have been pushing out some neat stuff. And this is kind of a nice little stocking stuffer. Does $300 US classify as a stocking stuffer aircraft? It's a smaller aircraft, but it's an F-14 with sweep wings. So twin 40 millimeter EDF with sweep wings, but it doesn't have retracts. So, hmm, Andy, you have a decision to make. <laughs> um, I'm picking on Andy because it's fun because, uh, you know, these are all well in a good price range too. They're all kind of sub- you know, we, some of the smaller EDFs, and, and we've seen this come along in the last little while too, as the efficiency picks up in the motors, and everything. we're starting to get back into these small ones. So I watched the video, and my only thing I could think of, my only concern is, wow, that's small, it's gray, and it's darn fast. I would probably lose track of this thing, like, in a heartbeat, like, God, where'd it go? Is in the line out of uh, Top Gun, right? And then, of course, I'd have to be cocky and set up the Top Gun music on my radio. I can do that on my uh, FR Sky. I don't know if I can do it on the Spectrum, but, you know, it's it's cute. Uh, guys, Horizon, uh, give us something bigger. Yeah, I want bigger. I want something with retraction. But still, uh, it's neat. And I know talking to, uh, talking to uh, Alpha, 
the complexity when, when he was on the show talking about their F-14, the complexity in the gear and the wings and everything are just craziness. Andy's chase is too small. Uh, I need to fly it out of sight too quickly. I'm going to fly that sucker out of flight too soon, too quickly. Yes, but still, an F-14 for 300 bucks. Mm, um, I may. I may have to pull the trigger on this one just to see what it's like down the road, but for now, uh, winter, what is the point? So, it does have uh, full flight controls, and I think I think that the, even the wings have, uh, have flight controls in them, if I remember correctly from, from watching the video. Uh, and, you know, either way, even if it's tail all tail-driven controls, who cares? It's still pretty darn neat. Uh, let's see. Let's see what the battery spec says. Here we go. It is, uh, so twin, twin 40 millimeter EDFs, linear servos, three position actuator installed. Uh, and it uh, it's got twin brushless ESCs, and the pack it takes a uh, 4S2200. So it, again, it's a neat little thing, and yeah, slap some paint on it, you know, and you'll see it. But uh, we'll see what it does. I'm kind of I'm kind of curious to see how it goes, and once it gets in the hands of other reviewers, and see what happens. And uh, who knows, man. It looks cool. It really does. It really, 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 really does look neat and uh, fun. So I, I'm kind of curious, and I'm I'm wondering if this is uh, you know an area where we're going to see a little bit more of products in the near future. If we're going to see more uh, EDFs being pushed out from various companies over the next little while, because if they can produce small aircraft in this range, and uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably the worst person to talk about this right now, but I've kind of come to the realization that I have way too many airplanes. It's like the high I'm Andre and I have an addiction problem, right? Um, and I, I've found it to the point that, uh, yeah, I can't fly them all, but I love them all. And I like the big airplanes, but there's a price delta on all that stuff. And I, I've decided, and I, I've sat back and I'm like, what is a good, healthy budget on an aircraft? If you're, you know, into this hobby and this is your primary hobby, and hobbies are super important. There's, there's, I could go on about the mental health benefits uh, of having a hobby, and more particular, the social uh, end of it. Anyhow, probably gonna say. 750 now it's probably about what 500 us or something in that range 650 us something in that you know in that zone but i think if as a manufacturer you can put out consistent products in that range particularly on the bigger end i mean obviously we know you can go flying with like a t28 and that's like 300 canadian so 200 something us it was even more it was even less on the last you know cyber monday sale and black friday you know they were on sale and you can have a blast. That's a 4S aircraft. And just go on and on and on and on. So it's kind of, yeah, you know, and, and we crash these things. They do get crashed. And But at the same time, if you take care of them, they last forever. And they I have, and my, my Facebook popped up was a memory. And like this time in 2015, I can't pull it down, but the Pawnee. The Brave Knight Pawnee. I mean, that aircraft is now six years old. I still love flying it. Now, the problem with that aircraft is it only uh, it only flies on my smaller 3S packs, and my last packs that I bought are too fat, so I'm I'm limited when I can how many packs I can throw at it and how hard I can drive those packs because they don't have the capacity I've noticed. So, whew. Let me know. Again, I'm looking for interaction. Uh, this is the biggest thing I'm trying to drive and will drive forward uh, into 2022 with this podcast is that interaction. I want to see what everybody thinks and what they're talking about and what they want to know. And uh, let me know. So do you have a price range? Is there a certain point where the hobby is too expensive? Um, you know, we've, we've seen and we're going to continue to see. Unfortunately, I think that's the that's the hard part is I think we're going to continue to see um, the hobby get more expensive. And that's just because of shipping, global conditions, and so forth, and so forth, and so forth, right? So, uh, 
I, I don't want to be, it, it almost is unfortunate. And, and I saw some of the social media commentary, particularly on the F-14, where people were like, wow, that's $300? And, and Horizon was flat out. Look, we tried to make the aircraft for less. We wanted to make the aircraft for less. We can't do it for less between the shipping and the manufacturing and all the conditions, you know. So is this a reality? So are they going to say, yeah, we need to make sure we're boosting on the, the lower end so that it still is possible for people to go? I mean, it's not outrageous, but at the same time, um, you know, the, the I think we're lucky in the RC flying end of it, the RC foam planes, because they are fairly economical to go flying with it is not crazy like you look at some of the costs of the rc trucks and the crawlers and all that you can do it for cheap but generally they're costing a lot more money for whatever reason so i don't know let me know what you think um and we'll go from there so uh summarizing this ranting babbling on kind of podcast um Get your skis on your airplanes if you live anywhere in the uh, you know eastern northern hemisphere and you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna be flying into the winter. Uh, I'm not sure if the discount is still there, but I'm gonna go back to the web. Our friends at Dubro, they sent me these bad boys last year. Where are my show notes here? And I have all those details, and that will be in the the, the podcast as well. Uh, where are my Dubro notes? There they are. Uh, video 20, 20% 20 off skis from Dubro. I'm not sure if that is still active, but uh, I'll find out. And um, hopefully they are, because these Snowbird skis are the cat's meow. They're really well done. I used them on the two um, aircraft from OMP, which I'm going to fly again throughout the winter. I was supposed to do more flying with them, and it just, it just never happened. But again... Check them out and, and just have a look and see if uh, those skis will work for what you want to do. If not, also let me know. Skis versus floats and stuff like that. I'm, uh, I'm always curious. And of course, our good friends of the podcast, uh, the Hangar RC guys. Um, uh, I haven't talked to uh, uh, to any of the... <laughs> to Sam in a, in, a, in a bit. He's been doing his... Uh, his uh, his stuff and we'll have to get him on the show and talk about all that they're doing into 2022 and talk about some building i want to where's my camera button again want to get on uh joshua archard i've mentioned that before because uh he's uh he's my balsa builder go-to buddy and uh, we like discussing that and i want to do a whole show probably discussing the different you know are you a builder are you an assembler and so forth uh, i'm gonna pop into all all the uh the codes and comments and everything into it and let's see uh tnrc says pilot two to three hundred is about my limit and and yeah i'm like i said kind of pulling back and i'm kind of looking for that spark in the hobby again so I know I'm bad. I'm like probably the last guy to say it because I have jets that I haven't flown. I was trying. Oh, man, I was trying so hard to tick off and bang off as many of those jets into the fall, and it just didn't happen. And, you know, I have videos. I haven't edited it yet for, for you guys to see some of the flights and everything. I flew the uh, the SE-5A, and that was terrifying. Terrifying because it just, uh, I don't know. It wasn't right. I didn't have the CG right. Uh, so there's lots for me still to do. There's lots for me still to cover. I'm trying to get back into a rhythm and do this podcast in a more frequent basis because, well, you know, it's still, it's easy to do when, when I get the camera out and everything kind of hooks up and goes and I can rant on and talk about everything. So, like I said, keep your comments coming in. Keep the ideas coming in. Um, you know, Everybody knows how to find me. There's tons of social media ways to get a hold of me and everything. And we can just keep this dialogue going because I'm kind of curious to see where 22, 2022 leads us and as far as what the developments are. I will probably, towards the end of this month, start setting up the plane of 2021. I've got a feeling I know where all the votes are going to go, knowing you guys. It was probably big red and a high wing, if I'm, if I'm just reading everybody's minds right now. 
I'm just I'm calling it. Um, I've got a feeling everybody's going to say that that was the plane of the year as far as you know innovation and coolness and everything. And you know I almost pick one up. I admit it, but I have no more space. I have so many high wing planes, and it's the problem with the big planes. They take up way too much space, and they're. I feel like every time you take apart an airplane to store it, you do damage. And I discovered that with the A10 because I take the wings off to store it, and I found one of the pins there, and I had to fix that. So. There's something, there's something handy about a small airplane. I don't know. So, um, I don't know. Maybe we've got some good topics to go. So, I think um, after rambling on for almost 50-odd minutes or so, um, I think this podcast is probably almost ready to wrap up. Uh, again, thanks to all the uh, Patreon uh, followers and sponsors and assistants and everything it's uh you guys keep the lights on for this podcast funding the uh the service to, that hosts the show and everything and then the url and uh feeding me some inspiration some ideas again it's rc after hours podcast at gmail.com if you want to send me an email check us out on instagram there's also on twitter and obviously i'm on facebook or and you can email me or message me or anything if you've got any ideas for show contents uh things you'd like to see um talking to I, I reached out to Stuart. Um their last release, obviously, they've done the twin the twin King Air, then they had the V2 of the Albatross. He says there's stuff in the pipes, but nothing you can talk to. I think I think all the manufacturers, because we've seen the slowdown, we've seen the releases, things are they come and then there's big gaps, right? So I think they're all experiencing the same pain. Uh, as the real world, and I've got a sneaky suspicion that you know the real the real um, items that are a little bit more relevant in the real world situation are being pushed forward versus the uh, versus the other stuff. Hey Pete, uh, thanks man. Um, I enjoyed watching it. Uh, looking forward to more. Oh, thank you uh, TNRC. So uh, yeah, uh, Pete. Let's uh, let's link and uh, actually the man had his birthday this week so happy birthday Pete uh, yeah gotcha <laughs> so I'm Andre uh, again uh, thanks let me know when I can come on and back up on the chat yes sir you got it all right I'm Andre I'm gonna wrap this podcast up I'm gonna throw a little music and we're gonna wrap the show and uh, thank you very much for everybody who's come out and tuned in if you want to hang out we can do a little bit more discussion after the fact but uh, for now I'm gonna wrap this thing up I'm Andre this is episode 92 of the RC Afters podcast can you believe that 92 so uh, have a good time thanks for listening mm-hmm.